Hey guys, this is Jamie Bahamas and I'm here with 305 Sports and today we got another 305 Talks and man oh man I've been waiting for this topic. Um, I'm here with the Yarrow brothers Anthony and Mike and today we'll be talking about if Tua is your week one starter. So I know there's a lot of debate. The fans are going you know wild on social media about this one. I know where I stand but I'm going to toss it out there first. Mike, is he your guy week one on the road? Is two of the guy taking the snap on the center? So, Jamie and Anthony, I'm going to ask Anthony first. What's the intent of drafting a quarterback in the first round? So, if I draft a quarterback in the first round, I expect him to make an immediate impact and obviously lead my team to a Super Bowl. How about you, Jamie? A quarterback or anybody? I'll, I'll, I'll a quarterback. answer in the, Okay. <laughs> See, that's the tough part. My, I'll say my general statement is if I take somebody in the first round, I expect them to start and immediately contribute to my team, right? That's a starter slot that I have stated for my team. A right. quarterback is somebody I draft that I expect to at some point over the course of his career be, lead my team to the ultimate goal, which are championships, which are Super Bowls. So, Understood. But the, obviously, the end goal is to win a Super Bowl. And if you see the stats from 2008 to 2015, there's been just two quarterbacks that have started, that are rookies and started in week one that have won a Super Bowl. It's Joe Flacco and Russell Wilson. And Joe Flacco, that's understood. He did his thing. But there's not many Joe Flaccos out there. Russell Wilson, same thing. But the thing with Russell Wilson is he was a third-round pick. pick. He was a third-round pick, pick 135. He had to, he had to beat Tavarius Jackson. But he threw 14 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Didn't do anything special. So they traded him to Buffalo. And then he had to do a QB contest against Matt Flynn. Who Matt Flynn, he was a great uh, backup for Aaron Rodgers, but he wasn't anything special. And so the point here is there's no rush. They, ha they have a veteran, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. They don't, they're not in a rush. They don't have to get Tua out immediately. It's not about healing his injury because we know he's healed. We know he could play. But there's no rush to get him out. We think right, so, Mike, so, Mike, your point is he's not your guy. Okay, Anthony, is he your guy week one? Um, definitely. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa should be taking the starting reps in week one. I mean, I honestly don't think there's a better way to start off your NFL career than by facing the number one rated Patriots defense. Make your mistakes, and then next week, you'll play the number two rated defense in the Bills. Um. A lot of people say he's not ready or he's got the jitters, but I feel like if he's not injured, which the doctors say he's not injured, there's no reason why the best quarterback on the team shouldn't come out on the field. Um, based on your analogy with the no rush, I agree that there's no rush, but say the Dolphins continue to build their roster and then you just throw him in in the second year after a red shirt. Then he's an unexperienced quarterback with the only experience that he has is just watching film. You got to put him out on the field, and I think that he can already make an immediate impact. He's the most efficient college quarterback of all time, maybe the best college quarterback of all time. If he doesn't get hurt, he's the, he's the number one pick in the draft, without a doubt. And he just he has to be on the field from day one. Anthony says go, and Mike says no. Mike, come on. You got to tell me. Sell me on this. What are Tua going to learn? What are the Dolphins going to gain by Tua sitting this season? Uh, so, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a known veteran. You know, Tua Tagovailoa, he's done, he's done great things in college, but 
there's a big difference. You know, the locker room in the NFL is full of 30-year-old men. You know, it's a, it's a it's an old group of guys, and to have a 20-something-year-old guy just come in and, and try to take leadership of a of a squad, it's it's not it's not the way that it works. So, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick deserves his opportunity to to become a leader, to stay the leader, and let and uh, show them the way. I see your point there. It's definitely Fitz magic magic's locker room, right? We've seen that leadership. We've seen those guys follow him and rally behind him when they were. 0-7 and, and had to turn things around. So good point there. Anthony, what do you say? To, what do you have to say against that? Well, when bringing up leadership, I think Tua Tagovailoa um, was the best leader in the draft. Uh, I have a quote here from the Alabama coaching staff, and I quote, it's just the little things like showing up to breakfast and lunch and whoever's in there, you go and sit with them. And when it comes to time to go into the training room, even if he doesn't have treatment, he goes in there and builds more relationships with the other guys. Uh, Tua, you know, he comes from humble beginnings. When he won the national championship, the first thing he said was, all glory to God, thank you. Uh, you know, he's a leader. He's proven that he can come in into any situation and dominate. And I don't, I don't see the reason for them to draft him at number five if they're not going to put him in right away, especially someone with a resume so filled like Tua. Okay, so here's my thoughts on this, right? You know, I like where you guys are going. Honestly, I could go kind of both ways, but I'm looking at the here and now, and I'm going to make a decision off the information I have right now, right? I don't question Tua's leadership. I don't question how polished this guy is. I mean, look at the clips. Look at him carrying himself during the draft process. Like, you know, I think he was one of the only guys that was, you know, decked out in a suit, ready to go. I thought I was still watching the regular draft night. That was polished. This guy is going to be the face of the franchise and he's going to be the face of the NFL, right? This is somebody we're going to watch and look out for. So leadership, I don't question that. Here's where my concern is. My concern is the same thing we've been writing and talking about in every article that's not football-related this entire year, right? And that's the pandemic. That's the coronavirus. That is the ultimate wild card that we've been facing. So here's the deal. That, here's the problem I have, right? So my deal is if, if a quarterback comes in and they're the best quarterback and they flat out win the job and you have a system and you have, it, it's just the right scenario. You can go out and win with that guy. Yeah. It's his job to go out and win it. But the dolphins self-admitted that they were in the middle of a rebuild or starting a rebuild last year. And they're still in the middle of the rebuild, right? We saw what that rebuild led to last season, right? The rebuild led to, the worst rushing offense that we've ever seen from this team. I mean, it looked horrendous. People talk about Marino not having a running game. I mean, this was this was lower than low. So one of the worst individual uh, seasons from a running back period in this last season. The defense, a defense from a defensive-minded coach that prides itself in defense, could not stop people from passing the ball, could not stop people from running the ball. They, they, they struggle all the way around. And then let's not talk about pass protection. Fitzpatrick, man, you know, I have a newfound respect for him. The hits that he took, and, you know, some of the ones he delivered because he had to, right, that, you know, that showed some moxie. That, that was a guy, that was the guy you needed at the time to go ahead and, you know, do what you have to do. He's a veteran. He's a smart guy, right? He, he can adapt in those situations. Do I really want to put a rookie quarterback out into an unfinished team with, you know, all those deficiencies in a situation where, one, I don't have an offseason to get him prepped, 
ready, acclimated with these guys, you know, get some reps, some walkthroughs, all the prep that I need to get going. Is that the situation I want to do? So Anthony, that's my question back to you. That's my concern. Um, so going off your concern, obviously the only reason I would see Tua not playing this year goes off of the pandemic. Obviously, it's hard to instill a scheme into a quarterback so so early in, in a rush. But um, my one backup for that is in 2019, Alabama installed a, a pro-style offense, in which is the closest replica to an NFL-style offense, and uh, obviously he succeeded. Um, they ran a lot of RPOs, and the Dolphins. Well, they tried to run RPOs this season, but obviously wasn't successful. But I think I think Tua could could learn the offense early and succeed. Interesting. So, Mike, I know you. I know your your goal was like red shirt year. So what we what I didn't ask you earlier was that means he's sitting this year. A lot of quarterbacks we know, you know, they don't just sometimes they don't just sit one year. Like Aaron Rodgers had to wait his turn for a bit, right? Um, I didn't ask you. Is it just this season, and and he, is he your starter the following year when Fitz, Fitzpatrick is no longer under contract, or the, what is the trigger? What the, what does he have to show you to be the starter? Well, I think it all it, it all depends on the training. You know, it it depends on he goes second or third in the death chart over Rosen. I think Fitzpatrick deserves his opportunity again this year, and if he if succeeds and leads a playoffs a playoff squad then he deserves another year as the starting quarterback. If he doesn't, if he pulls an Eli Manning, he's, he's an awful start, then the same thing they did with Daniel Jones. You put in Tua, or you put in your second string. It all depends on on the, on the Fitzpatrick's performance. Ah, so I didn't, I, didn't go, I didn't see that element coming from you. So you're, in your mind, there's a world where, you know, if you were the GM, you know, Tua doesn't, you know, he's not the starting quarterback, but he could potentially be your backup above Rosen. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Rosen deserves an opportunity. Unless they're going to trade him or anything, he deserves his opportunity. He's been – his two years in the NFL, he's, he's been along the worst offensive lines there could be. So, obviously, he deserves his chance. But if he if he gets outperformed by Tua, then by all means, he's the second string. And sorry, Rosen, then it's time for you to to sit, to sit okay. down again. Uh, here's where I'm going to back up your earlier point, right? I'm glad you brought up Josh Rosen. And Anthony, I really want to hear what you got to say about this, right? Josh Rosen was, you know, drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. I believe it was the 10th overall pick, if I'm not mistaken. And the Cardinals traded up to go and get him, right? Um, They, you know, they did their homework. A lot of people did their homework on this guy. He was, you know, rated as one of the top quarterbacks in that draft, right? There was even speculation, and I believe it now, considering that what happened in the long run, it was speculation that Miami wanted him, right? Uh, and, you know, the Minka Fitzpatrick pick wouldn't have happened if they had a chance at Josh Rosen, right? So then we go and see the Josh Rosen experiment. You know, he got thrust into the starting lineup on what my point was before, an unfinished team, right? Arizona probably had, you know, a worse offensive line than what Miami sported out last year. You had... Uh, a new offensive coordinator, new offense, uh, new, co- you know, pretty much an overhaul of the coaching staff. And, you know, he did not look good. It was so bad that 
they didn't even think twice about the Kyler Murray option. And on top of that, they didn't even consider let's have a QB competition off of our, our you know, our first round pick from last year, like what we've seen, like um, other teams have done and then decide, you know, how do, you know, we can trade them away later or, or figure out how we get through the situation. They immediately, you know, cut ties with him. And then now I'll fast forward. So he comes into Miami. Miami gets their second chance at this guy. We saw those games. Rosen did not look good with the rebuilding Miami Dolphins. Not saying he's he can't do better, but will this guy ever recover? There's some people that think that you know Miami wasted a pick and don't doesn't think that Rosen might even have a shot in NFL anymore. And that's because of the situation he was put in, right? Anthony, that same thing. Couldn't you see that happening to Tua? Um, that, that was humorous. Uh, <laughs> it makes sense, you know. Uh, yes, Rosen was drafted at 10 out of UCLA. But looking back at it, you know, it was kind of a suspicious pick. You know, Rosen went 6-7 and seven at UCLA that year. He, he battles with two concussion injuries, a bunch of injuries, and uh, he foregoed his junior year to join the draft. Um, obviously, he was unprepared. We all knew that. But he was, he was sitting behind Sam Bradford to start the year. Bradford, obviously, the biggest bust of all time. Uh, he played three games, played horribly. They throw in Rosen in the third game. He throws 40 yards and one interception. Uh, yeah, and they kept him in the, the rest of the season. They started him the next week, and he played 13 games. Um, honestly, yes, it was a horrible team and bad management by a first-year coach in, in Arizona. But um, I'm glad they played him the whole 13 games. I mean, you get to see what you got. And if that's the case with Tua this year, I'd be fine with him playing 13 games. Whoa, what I'm saying, playing the full stretch yeah. of the season. <laughs> you just you just tipped your hand. You sound like you believe with Mike now that he's not yeah. gonna make it through the season, Mike. You heard it, right? Yep. What do you mean? <laughs> you just said thirteen games. No, no I meant to say six. Oh, I know. I'm just. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm messing with you. I'm just saying subconsciously. <laughs> subconsciously, you might not believe yourself here. <laughs> no, I think he'll make it. I mean, the <laughs> offensive line got a lot better. They had a great offseason and a great draft. They drafted two linemen in the first round. I I, I don't see. Why, if the Dolphins are investing with their draft picks and they think that they made the right moves at offensive at the offensive line position, why not put your quarterback in? I mean, you don't draft them if you don't if you know you don't have the right tools around them. Hey, Mike, what are your thoughts on that? Does any part of your decision, you know, have you know is being considered based on what we've seen with Rosen? Well, what What do you mean with Rosen? Like. We saw Rosen, you know, got thrown in as the starter when he was at Arizona. We saw how that didn't play out well for him. We actually saw a second chance, not starting from week one, but he had a chance, you know, to be the guy in Miami. Actually, when he made the field for Miami, there's a statement out there. Brian Flores said, Rosen is going to be our starter the rest of the season. And yeah. following that game, he was not the starter for the rest of the season, right? So he had two times where this guy was the starter. He was the guy, his job. Right. And both didn't turn out well. I, what I'm asking you is you you are still on, you know, hey, sit the guy, let him learn. Is any part of your decision or your thought process based off of what we've seen from Rosen is the Josh Rosen effect in, in mind in your head? Well, I mean, I, th I think if you put Josh Rosen on Alabama. You know, that's a different story, man. Like, yeah, you Anthony said he went six and seven. You know, he wasn't he wasn't prepared mentally, but. Let, let's say, for example, you put two in UCLA. It's the same story. Who knows how he could be? Both of them deal with with injuries in their college careers. So 
and uh, Miami, yeah, sure, they added a bunch of offensive uh, line linemen in the draft and in free agency, but we haven't seen how they play out yet. And so I, I feel like there's no rush. We've seen what they do with Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen was put, was put into a bad offensive line two years in a row. Is didn't succeed at all, and he was he's probably one of the biggest busts of the draft in his year. So, okay. so I, I feel like it's it's just it, it takes time. If for example, if Ryan Fitzpatrick has an awful year, he gets sacked tremendously. I feel like there's no not even a need to put into a. You're gonna get him hurt again? No, you put in Josh Rosen or, or you keep Fitzpatrick. There, there's no there's no rush. You gotta you gotta see how it plays out before you put into it. Okay, so uh, let me throw an interesting fact out there for you guys, right? So since 2010, I want to think about what happened lately. I don't want to go back to too far back in this, right? So when we started this off, I think we all had the general consensus of, hey, you know, you draft a guy, he's your quarterback. What do you want your quarterback to do? What do you want him to be? You want to win Super Bowls. You want him to lead your team. You want to be successful year in, year out, right? You want to reach the ultimate goal. All right, so going back, right, the – Let's think about the MVPs from every season since 2010. The season MVP has been a quarterback with the exception of one year where I believe Adrian Peterson um, took that when he as a running back from um, when he was the Minnesota Vikings. So it's been Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Brady, Ryan, Newton, Aaron Rodgers. Um, who am I forgetting? Um, Peyton Manning. Um, and Aaron Rodgers, right? So those have been your season MVPs since 2010. Out of those guys, right, week one starters from a quarterback, the only ones have been Peyton Manning, Cam Newton, and Matt Ryan. All right? So obviously I picked these guys because they're MVPs. I picked them to talk about them. So they're all successful. So, but there's a different level of success now. It's not just, hey, can you go be the MVP? It's like you said, can you go lead your team? right? And every decision we're making is to try to make sure we get the best out of these guys. So we look back now, right? Manning, Newton, and Ryan, out of that list of season MVPs, were the guys that got the week one nod. Brady did not. Mahomes did not. Jackson did not. Rodgers did not. Out of that bunch, I want to say that when this is all said and done, the guys that did not start off week one as starters are probably going to have the better careers. What do you guys think? So out of that list you mentioned, can you name me the backup, who they were backups for? Um, we got Rodgers, so we got Brett Brady, Favre. Yeah, so Rodgers had Brett Favre, Brady had Bledsoe. Um, uh, Bledsoe, that, that's too long ago. But yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's what the answer was, right? Um, yeah. I'll pick up off of it. Um, yeah. So... So Mahomes, he obviously sat behind Alex Smith. Alex Smith had a career year that year, 25 touchdowns, four interceptions for the 10-6 and six Chiefs. Um, he was in the prime of his career. No reason to, to put Mahomes in right away. I think he could have been ready. I mean, because you don't – a guy of that talent, I'm sure he, he didn't learn it in one offseason or in one season of just learning. I'm sorry, but if you're that good, you don't just magically learn how to play in the NFL. It is what it is. Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. Brett Favre was declining. Uh, he, he started for three years before going to, before going to, I think it was New York, or he went to the Vikings. The Vikings in New York. Obviously, great mentor. But you, he, Rodgers comes in the year after, after three years, and he, he's dominant right away. Sure, he could have learned. But um, you're talking about 
Hall of yeah. Fame. And you had Jack, you had Jackson behind um, uh, Flacco. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, probably a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> Uh, I I, I think that'll be a podcast for another day. I'm not going to touch that. Anthony, you've been saying Tua should start, and you just went through this list. And if if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that Mahomes, Jackson, Rodgers, these guys should have started also. Is that what you're saying? Um, I'm not saying they should have started, but I'm saying they're ready. They were ready. I mean, Rodgers, obviously, he sat three years behind Brett Favre. I I can't determine there. When we look at Mahomes, right, the Mahomes myth that everyone refers to, Mm-hmm. Um, Mahomes, he sat behind uh, an all-pro quarterback, a, a really good quarterback. And honestly, I think he would have been ready. I mean, week 17, he got his first start, and he looked good. He looked good. If you look back at the tape, the numbers look good. Um, you know, a quarterback of that caliber, obviously, a lot of people didn't see him being, you know, the guy that he is now, the best quarterback in the league. But he, he most likely was ready before he got his starting nod. Mike. You got to get him. He said most likely, right? This is this supports your argument, Mike. There's a bunch of guys on this list that, you know, already season MVPs. Some of them very young, right? Lamar Jackson and Mahomes already got MVPs. They sat, right? This supports your argument. Do you, you know, what say you to Anthony about these guys? What did they, you know, talk to me? They learned something. You know, should, should that they decision should have said? From- from very good quarterbacks, though. Yeah, Ryan so, Fitzpatrick. I mean, at the end of the, Ryan Fitzpatrick is he's he's a great veteran. You know, he is he want is he is he gonna win you a Super Bowl? I mean, I don't know about that. Uh, is he gonna be an All Pro quarterback? I don't know about that. But he's gonna teach you a lot. You know, he's been in the NFL for around 15 years. He knows what he's saying. He knows he if you can ask for a great veteran, it's him. He's like the for the Heat representation. Udonis Haslam, but he but Udonis Haslam doesn't play anymore. You, Fitzpatrick could go, still go out and give you two touchdowns and 300 yards. So I think it's, I think it's a, a mentor game. I don't think if Lamar Jackson would be who he was if it wasn't for Joe Flacco. I don't think Matt Patrick Mahomes would have the mindset, the, the complete NFL championship mindset, if it wasn't for Alex Smith or Andy Reid. So it, it all depends on your scenario that you're in. I, I hear you there. So let me make this a little bit more difficult. I'm going to flip it on its head. Anthony, is there a world in your head where you make a different decision, where it is, you know what, Tua should sit? What is that? Um, the coronavirus. Only, only way I see it. I mean, if Tua checks all the boxes, obviously if he's healthy, which we, we all seen that he's healthy, the doctors say it. And, uh, I mean, you've said it before, Tua's the best player on that, the best quarterback on that team, right? There's no reason why he – if he checks the boxes, why he wouldn't start in week one, unless it's with the coronavirus pandemic. Obviously, it's hard to instill a quarterback to an NFL system that fast without without being able to go toe-to-toe in person. All right, Michael, same question for you. Is there a world where you look at this whole situation and you change your mind, where you say, you know what, who is the guy that needs to go out there now? Preseason or injuries. Uh, we saw it with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was, wasn't supposed to be the starter in day one. He was supposed to. He was supposed to be Matt Flynn, but Matt Flynn had an awful preseason. Russell Wilson dominated, and he earned the job. So it all depends. If it if it comes down to preseason and Tua's de- dominating everyone, and Fitzpatrick and Rosen don't look strong enough for for uh, uh, against Tua, then it's Tua's job. Okay, so. 
here's how here's how I want to wrap this up today, right? So you guys honestly both made interesting points to the point where I think I'm still on the fence. Either way, I could see this going either way, right? Based on the scenarios as they play out. But here's my final thought to each of you, and Mike, I'm coming to you first, right? The Dolphins go ahead and they say they're going to sit. There's going to be a redshirt year for Tua. How successful are the Dolphins this year in that scenario? I said it before, nine and seven. It's nine and seven. I think Fitzpatrick still has it in him. If he doesn't have it in him, then I, as I said, the second string will come in. It's either Rosen or Tua. But I, I feel a nine and seven year. Okay. And follow up to that. If if they do let him play, is, does the record change a little bit? Do they Are they better in your mind or are they worse record-wise? I mean, it, it all depends. You know, we haven't seen two in the NFL yet, but he's, he's, he's a proven winner. You know, he's, he's done his things in Alabama. He's shown he can win. I feel like, yeah, he'll be a great quarterback. I just feel like he could learn so much more and he can, at the end of the day, be such a better player. Like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, they all would have been great players if they started off the gate. But they all learned something from the guys they, they sit behind. All right. So to wrap this up with you, Anthony, so who is the guy? He goes up there and starts week one. How good are these Dolphins going to be in that situation? So what was the 1983 Dolphins record? 12 and 4. Uh, who was the quarterback under center after week six? Dan Marino. Uh, a, lot of, a, lot, a lot of people reference that he should have been the starter from day one. And I don't think the Dolphins should make the same mistake letting Fitzpatrick start the season. Uh, Tua is the best player on that team. Best quarterback, I'm sorry. He's the best quarterback on that team. There's no reason why he shouldn't be starting. And I think the Dolphins will be very successful with him on the field off the bat. Let him make his mistakes. Obviously, they start the season off against two elite defenses. But looking at the entire season, there's no point where they can just slip him in. You know, at one point, they're just going to have to release the Band-Aid and just throw the man in there, and I think it's week one. Uh, the Dolphins will be successful with him, and I look at a 10-6 and six record with two in the lineup. Awesome. Uh, it could go either way. Yeah. All right, so guys, it's always fun, you know, kicking back with the brothers, debating a little bit on topics like this. So as we wrap up, I just want to let everybody out there listening, I want to hear your thoughts, right? If you listen to this and you have an opinion either way, comment, let us know. Is two the guy day one, or is he not? And as always, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and follow us on all platforms at 305 Sports. And that's sports with two S's at the end on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you, guys.